dulcet tones of Herb Alpert and the Tijuana Brass means it's time for another edition of Fangraphs Audio. Hello, I'm Carson Sestouli, and this is Fangraphs Audio. Uh, I think it goes without saying, listener, uh, that we all make mistakes in life. Uh, and I think that it would also be fair to say that your host has made a grave, grave mistake in inviting these particular guests onto the show today. Uh, my guests are uh, The Common Man and Bill. The sometimes more, and in the case of Bill, sometimes less pseudonymous authors behind the ESPN Sweet Spot Network's The Platoon Advantage. In what follows, I discuss with our guests not only their pseudonymity per se, but also the concept of pseudonymity in general. We consider the good, bad, and in the case of this year, the ugly of the Minnesota Twins, the team for which both of our guests cheer. And finally, I seek to both to identify and mock uh, the insecurities of both the common man and Bill, including the strangely shaped head of the latter, the neck chains, and copious chest hair of the former. All of this and so much more on this edition of Fangraphs Audio. It is Fangraphs Audio, uh, and I am Carson Stooley, so far as I know. Uh, my guests today are both, um, I don't know if they're, uh, if they're um, full-blown, but they're both on the pseudonymous scale. Uh, they, they're more or less pseudonymous, uh, and uh, I'm tempted, although I don't think I ultimately will, um, to call this podcast the pseudonymously gay duo. Um, I think that would make sense on a number of levels. Let's meet them. One of them, uh, I can say, I, th- I think I'm allowed to say, uh, he lives um, near me. Although I don't have to say how close to me. Um, his his name, it's not his real name, it's a pseudonym, is The Common Man. Uh, how, how are you, Mr. I don't know, Mr. Man? What do I, what do I call you? <laughs> uh, uh, TCM is fine. You know, that's, that, that works. The Common you, um, yeah. you, yeah. It probably will uh, be uh, you for the remainder of the podcast. I do know who you are, though. Uh, I've seen you. It, it's and, true. And uh, I, uh, as we'll probably get to later on in this podcast, I have some, I have some comments to make about your uh, physical appearance. Um, Excellent. Not positive comments. No, no. I, I, I was really <laughs> hoping you were going to notice how symmetrical I am. No. Uh, well, symmetrical, maybe like in terms of like width relative to height. Is that what you mean? Is no, no, that that like is a, not what I mean. Like a square? No. You're shaped like a square? No. <laughs> All right. I am fairly rectangular, actually. Yeah, yeah, a bulky rectangle. Although it is, it is fair to say uh, you are uh, uh, you are a native son of the Upper Midwest, and relative to that population. You you have uh, an Adonis type figure. Well, we 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 can't all be, you know, skinny hippies from the Northeast, there, Carson. Right. Moving on. Well, I should say, of course, uh, the comic <laughs> man uh, writes for the Platoon Advantage, uh, ESPN's a uh, part of ESPN's Sweet Spot Network. Uh, his uh, companion, his lifelong companion, is uh, a, a gentleman who writes under the name of Bill, uh, and Bill is also joining us. Uh, via uh, via phone. Are you, you're there, sir. Is that right? I am. I am here. Hello. Yes. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. And uh, and uh, I'm not sure if we're allowed to reveal where you are. It's it's also somewhere though in the in the Midwest. Is, is that's the case. 
I can say it's Chicago. If you want to come try to find me in Chicago, uh, yeah, good luck to you. So Bill in Chicago. Well, that narrows yeah. it down. Just, <laughs> just, just drive around Chicago yelling Bill. Yeah, that'll go good. Uh, and you won't be the most insane person on the streets there, uh, at least from my experience. No, I think, I think we did that uh, in Boston, didn't we, Bill? We drove yeah, around. We drove around Boston yelling, yelling for my friend Mike. Um, it was not a productive exercise. No, I don't think so. Um, and probably uh, some of the only exercise you've gotten. Uh, so. no, no. Oh. What? what? What is that? Oh. Yeah, I know. That stinks. Um, it's now, hard to get this series of connecting rectangles moving. Yeah. You understand that. <laughs> I, I will say, uh, before we begin going, two, two uh, sort of notes. Uh, I, I hope they don't affect the quality of the podcast, but they might. Uh, one of them is uh, that it is very hot in Madison, Wisconsin. And uh, because I and my wife do not have um, air conditioning, the windows are just wide open. Uh, it was in the 90s today, and uh, I, I, I'm not complaining about it, but just for the sake of my own health, the windows are open. The other programming note is as follows. Um, at, we are broadcasting this literally as uh, the Charlie Blackman makes his Major League debut. Uh, a game. Happy Charlie Blackman Day, Carson. That's right, yeah. So if I ejaculate... Uh, verbally, <laughs> if I ejaculate verbally uh, during the during the podcast, that's uh, that's entirely the reason. It's because Charlie Blackman has done something. Has it really done something at all? It doesn't have to be something well. Uh, that's the player I've been tracking. <laughs> so let's find out about you guys, though. Let's. Uh, I mean, I think probably the most obvious question. We needn't belabor it in terms of answers, but is the sort of uh, origin of your pseudonymity, I believe is the word. That's that's the noun form. That's what we're going to stick to. Bill, let's start with you. Okay. Uh, no, I said I said we're going to start with Bill. Well, I'm sorry. I, I just assume because I'm more interesting. <laughs> no, yeah. Well, then fine. We'll save you for last for that. You could paint it either way. Uh, but, Bill, let's start with you. Uh, now, your pseudonymity is not not as strong, is that right, as a... Uh, as the common man's, uh, so we can talk about that, but I'd also like you to address the sort of history of it. And uh, at any point, if you would care to wax uh, philosophical about the sort of significance of pseudonymity in the digital age, uh, I invite you to do that. But you don't have to. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, it was, uh, you know, kind of started out as a uh, privacy issue for me, I guess. I, I don't know if it's a true pseudonym because Bill is my name, it's just my first name, and I, I didn't use the last name. Um, and uh, just kind of as it's gone along, it's I just kind of let it slide a little bit. Uh, it's it's really really easy to figure out what my last name is if you want to. Um, it's on uh, you know ESPN.com and, and places like that. Um, mostly because you know people wanted to use my last name and it's a very very common name. And uh, I you know if, again if, if people want to go try to track me down based on my first name and my last name, they're they're free to try. Um, but you know, it's uh, it was really it, it, I think started out that way um, as you know someone with a, a job away from my writing and uh, not really wanting to be found out as a you know aspiring writer when I'm just starting out. It was, it was certainly very helpful. Um, just kind of you know not really wanting to connect my my personal life, I guess, to my base already, because as you said, you know, in this age uh, with Facebook and Twitter and everything else, everything kind of becomes 
connected in that way, and I, it was it was helpful to keep it separate by just kind of sticking with first name and and uh, going with it. But it's just not something I felt strongly enough about to to keep going. Now, is that because a lot of your your sort of early writing, your early baseball work was was mostly fan fiction involving Joe Mauer? <laughs> Uh, you, you might see uh, you, you might see some of my work on uh, on the, the slash fiction sites as SMS man uh, exposed. Um, no, it, it is not. I, I did write some, uh, some some bad poetry and, and some other things, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, I tried to stay away from the fan fiction. Right. Well, as it uh, as uh, you might know, and uh, as I'm uh, willing to agree immediately, um, most poetry is bad poetry. So uh, <laughs> that's all one needs to say. Um, now, uh, so you're so you're a professional, is that why you're trying? You're not just some sort of uh, layabout. It that's a fact. <laughs> that, that's a fact. Yes. <laughs> um, now, would you say that, that you didn't want the two connected? A, a sort of interesting thing you said there is that uh, when you were just starting out, was I think was the term you used. Yeah. Um, I'm curious um, because I, if I'm if I'm correct, both of you guys. Um, are closer to 30 than than all the other ages. Um, yes. And, and, um, well, yeah. there, there are other ages that I'm closer to than 30, but um, no no round numbers that right. I'm closer to than 30. Right, right. So, uh, th- one thing that's sort of that's that's been unique to me, and uh, Common Man, you're more than willing to weigh in on this too. That, that's sort of the one thing that's sort of unique to my mind is the is the number of uh, very young authors um, on writing about baseball and I'm, I'm sure writing about other to- topics too but you know Fangraphs has dealt uh, with this so we've had uh, our share of um, college age contributors uh, Jack, Jack Moore I think is, is Jack Moore is about nine I believe yes, is that, that's, is right. That correct? <laughs> that's right he's uh, yes he's actually um, it's kind of like a twins I had to ask his parents if I could buy him a beer that's right <laughs> yeah but luckily <laughs> owing to the to the pub laws in Wisconsin you were allowed to or the ta- the tavern laws. I should yeah, say. well, it was, yeah, but they were totally sketched out. Like they they, <laughs> I mean, they let me do it. <laughs> they, it. They let me they let me do it because you know they're I'm sure they're wonderful parents, but I have a trustworthy face. Well, we can yeah, that's up for some debate too. Um, <laughs> the the thing is um, now you you said though though Bill that you. It, you know, you didn't want necessarily people to see your work. I, I assume that you know part of it has to do with inter- intersection with uh, professional life. But at the same time, I wonder: do you are you sort of glad? Uh, for me, I, I, I feel a sense of relief that I didn't start uh, writing about baseball till I was closer to thirty, uh, and that because I feel like if I had written stuff when I was twenty, it wouldn't have been particularly good. Um, and it, I would probably be embarrassed about it now. But that, that might just have to be more about me. I, I wonder. As a as a writer about baseball, has it taken you a while to find your voice? And are there are there things uh, you're glad you didn't write? Um, um, I, I think it uh, that's a that's a good point, and that is certainly part of it. Um, you know, I, I, I did. You know, I, when I was that age, young, early twenties, uh, there wasn't such a so much of the blogging community, I guess. But the, you know, I would try to write things here and there, and no one would read them, and I'm very very grateful for that because they I'm sure they were terrible. I think it's more about my understanding of baseball than my writing. In some ways, my writing has kind of flattened out over the years, and maybe part of just being a lawyer and being drier and uh, 
you know, having to be more professional and, and kind of uptight, I feel like my, my writing has suffered a little bit, and I, I kind of wish I could go back in some ways to the way I used to write, but um, I was crap at writing about baseball, so I'm kind of glad that... <laughs> what nobody, specific, do you mean, like, sort of integrating uh, maybe advanced concepts into it, or something else? Um, just kind of the, the, the voice, the, the, the way it flowed. Uh, I was a you know, creative writing major for a while in, in college, and uh, so it was a little more... Um, a little more of a kind of a flowing prose, and you know, better a better uh, way of phrasing things than I have now. It's, a, it's a, you know, I tend to be look back at what I what I have now and think, oh, I wish I could, you know, I wish I could take this knowledge and write it the way I would when I was in school and you know, trying to be a novelist or a poet. <laughs> so that's you know. Um. Now, Common Man, you, for you, it is, I guess a similar question. To, uh, you are closer to 30 than the other round numbers, as you as you mentioned. Uh, do you uh, is that a relief for you? I, I mean, if you were in a position now, uh, you know, because it seems like the internet has probably facilitated a lot of this. Uh, would this be something that that you'd be looking to do? And do you think that uh, you know you 10 years down the road would be happy you'd done that? Um. I think yes. I mean, I, I think I, I would. I would. Really, I, first of all, I really admire guys in in college and just out who have the ability to write day in, day in and day out. Uh, I think my my biggest failing as a as a writer um, in my early twenties and whatnot was that I just didn't have the discipline to do it every day, um, or at least do it regularly enough so that my skills like just kept improving um you know i think i think once i was able to actually apply myself to writing consistently you know my voice my voice improved um and and it really wasn't until i was a little older that i could do that i also think though that now that i'm now that i'm a little older um it's a little easier for me to uh be less of a of a of a jerk, because um, you know, I mean, it's really easy to be to be full of yourself and think you know it all when you're in your early twenties. Uh, why I hate kids, so damn kids. Uh, but but I, you know, I I think that um, you know, while while certain issues like issues of of fairness and morality and uh, have have become a little bit more rigid in me over time and, and I get angrier about things like uh, sports writers who uh, it's all sanctimonious and uh, holier than thou um, it also allows me to at least a little bit better communicate with people who aren't as into uh, the advanced metrics which I don't under I mean I don't I don't claim to be a mathematician at all um, you know I'm, I'm not good at that but um, I certainly uh, I certainly uh, appreciate them and and want you know like more advanced metrics like you might find on Fangraphs to be more widely used and widely accepted. Right. Uh, but it, but I think being older and maybe a little more humble for somebody who speaks about himself in the third person on his own blog um, <laughs> allows me to at least um, at least communicate respectfully with people who disagree with me. Well, let, let, let's let's talk about your sort of uh, baseball beginnings, both of you. I know that you're both 
uh, Twins fans, and I think uh, grew up, um, if not directly in uh, Minneapolis and in the in the region. Uh, well, we can first note this: the Twins are terrible right now. They're like really bad. <laughs> oh God, God, they really suck. Bad. Yeah, they're, they're uh, so they're, bad. Yeah, they're they're bad in like, and it's in a, just in a sad way to the point that uh, <laughs> they, is, there, is someone named Brian Dinkelman? Is that a person? He was a yeah, that's a person. Today. He was the designated hitter. Is that his name, Brian Dinkelman? Dinkelman. Yes. Yeah. And and uh, and he is uh, again, as Bill said, he was DHing. Well, the Elman Young played left field and blew the game. Yeah. Oh right. So so you're dealing with things like that. Um, and of course, uh, Joe Mauer is injured. He has something called bilateral leg weakness. That's right. Is that a fact? Yes. That, that is a fact. Is that a disease that actually exists, or did they just make it up for him? I'm told. I'm told it exists. Okay. Um, I've never suffered from it. Um, but yeah, that's that apparently is a real thing. All right. So that there's you that. Can have. Justin Morneau is. That uh, only could happen to the Twins in 2011. Right. So uh, mm-hmm. Justin Morneau has not been himself. Uh, no. Francisco Liriano is uh, not been himself and is probably injured. Uh, it's miserable. No. What do you think? Here, let's do this. Uh, we'll we'll start with Common Man. Common Man. What's the worst part of the season? Like of a, a season of lows, what's the lowest? Uh, I, I think it's the the lack of, uh, of the lack of faith. Um, you know, the previously Bill and I both lived through and, and went to um, dozens of Twins games a year during a really not productive part of the Twins history from 1993 until uh, 2000. Can we name a couple players from that era just to kind of center ourselves? Scott Stahoviak. Okay. Scott Stahoviak. Is he emblematic for you, Bill? Scott Stahoviak? Uh, you know, he was actually pretty decent for a year or so. He wasn't, uh, you know, he yeah. doesn't d- d- display the futility quite as well as uh, some of the other you know, names. Uh, Ron Coomer, the all star Ron Coomer. Uh, Matt Walbeck. Ooh, uh, Matt yeah. Wallback. Oh, uh, Rich Becker. You remember Rich Becker? He actually Rich had a Becker. decent on base percentage for a while. Rich yeah. Becker was it? Um, Rich Becker. I, I remember actually going over some of these uh, Bill James uh, baseball books from the mid '90s. Becker. He actually, he liked Becker quite a bit, actually. Yeah, Becker. Yeah, wasn't, he, Becker he had, wasn't terrible. Yeah. No, he wasn't bad. Uh, who else was? They kept signing hometown players. Like they got they got it in their mind when they signed Jack Morris in 1991. Uh, and they won the World Series that, you know, they just needed to keep signing these hometown players because the fans loved it, and somehow that was going to imbue the team with purpose or something. And so they, they kept signing, they signed Morris, they signed Dave Winfield, Paul Molitor, Terry Steinbach, uh, you know, and, and those aren't terrible. What's that? Brent Gates. He was a Brent U.N. Gates, guy. Right? Yeah. You said that they yeah, said they yeah. Jerry Orbach? Former star of Law and Order. <laughs> I, I think that would have helped in, in some of those seasons, actually. Yeah. Uh, Terry Steinbach. Oh, the, right. the oh Terry Steinbach. Right, 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 right. So, so <laughs> you said the lowest, the lowest of the low thing is lack of faith. Yeah, because I mean, from so from you know ninety three until two thousand, uh, you really couldn't count on the Twins. To, to come back, they they had abysmal offenses. Their pitching wasn't very good either. Uh, you couldn't count on it. once they got behind 
Acura resigned to the fact that they were going to stay behind because they they weren't a good team. Uh, and now, and then, and then from roughly 2001 until last year, you know, th- this was a fun baseball team to watch. You were always on your edge of your seat. You always thought that, you know, there's a chance that this is a team that with, with one or two good at-bats could get back into a game. And uh, I, I just don't have that feeling at all this year. Um, I don't know how Pirates fans do it. Bill, <laughs> what do you think? Lowest? Um... Too many no, options? There are a lot of options, but, uh, you know, I was thinking today, but it's part of what, you know, just having Twitter and every day the lineup comes out, and, you know, it used to be about once a week, <laughs> Ron, Ron Gardner would put up a lineup that you just kind of scratch your head and you think, what is he doing? This, you know, they cannot possibly win this game. You know, uh, Jason Tyner is the aging back in the day or you know, something like that. Um, and th- this year it's been every single day. You look at the lineup and you're like, how can a team possibly win with this lineup? And it's, just, uh, I guess it's, it's a kind of a similar thing, but it's just, uh, you know, before the game even starts, you, you're, it's just, it's hard to watch. And, and it, it was probably the low point would be today with uh, with uh, Brian Dinkelman, who I had never heard of two days ago as the designated hitter. Um, that well, I want to I, I follow that up, but so I uh, and. Uh, um, I, I used to be a big Red Sox fan, and I was a I was a very um, dedicated Red Sox fan through 2004. At which point. Uh, they won the World Series uh, in a in dramatic fashion uh, all the way through. Um, after which point, it um, it was well, two things happened. One uh, was the fact that uh, I could not imagine. This is not something I rationalized. As the as the 2005 season began, I just wasn't as excited for it. It, it became clear that like the sort of joy I had just felt um, and the sort of uh, catharsis that I had just experienced could in no way be matched. It could not be matched by any experience that was going to happen in 2005 or probably for the next couple of years. The other thing that happened was I read uh, Mind Game, I think maybe edited by Jonah Carey, uh, maybe uh, in right. fact Dane Perry contributed to that, that sort of tracked, not, not necessarily, I mean, to some degree why the Red Sox win, won, but also to another to a large degree why they hadn't won for 86 years. Um, <laughs> and I, it was very uh, comforting at that point I mean, what I realized about the Red Sox is that, like, you know, for the amount of time that I had been a fan, I was really just at the whim of the quality of the GM uh, and the willingness to spend, you know, and um, and you know, the Red Sox had been racist and they had been they had uh, been myopic in terms of their signings, you know, mm-hmm. in case in point, Andre Dawson, who was actually 47 when he signed with the Red Sox, <laughs> um, and uh, it, which is weird signing, you know, so. And so we realized, like, but so I'm wondering, like, this, like, so Bill, you're every day at the mercy of, of Ron Gardner, and I, I, I'm curious as to, what is, what, what, what is the thing that keeps you being a fan, that 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 allows you to, to, um, I guess, counter uh, the misery that Ron Gardner creates for you. <laughs> well, um, you know, for. Uh for most of his, his tenure, it's, it's that they've kept winning, um, you know, despite, in my opinion, despite what Ron Gardenhire has done. Um, you know, I, I always, I feel like they could be a better team, you know, with a, a better, you know, a better uh, run organization and a better ordered lineup and, and that sort of thing. But uh, they keep doing, you know, doing good things. Um, you know, I, I guess I'll, I'll keep being a fan because I kind of always have. Um but 
it can be tough. I mean, it's and and at the same time, this year, you know, this year he doesn't really have, you know, he's got excuses that <laughs> he doesn't really have a choice. Right. Um, but it can be, you know, it can be awfully tough to to watch him, you know, not want to disturb Delman Young because you know he can't. He really had some quotes today about, oh, we, we're not moving Delman Young because we don't we, we don't want to change anything else up for him. He's got his hands full with trying to learn to be a left fielder, basically, is what he said. Um, yeah, we, we don't want to mess with him. Yeah, yeah. Well, so what would the option you know, be? I mean, where where would you move Delman Young? To DH or to the Well, yeah, field? DH, right field. Well, the, the, the issue is they have Ben Revere up now, and Ben Revere is, a, is an elite caliber uh, defensive outfielder, and and also, uh, uh, no you know, has 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 the ability to to hit a little bit, but uh, yeah, he has zero arm. His, his arm is horrible, uh, and he really should be in left field. And Delma's got a decent arm, and if he could gain to play right field, that'd be great. Uh, but we can't move him to right field because that might mess him up, and then he might start to play badly. Except that he already has an OPS in the fives. So what what could possibly be lost? By moving this statuesque guy who can't be bothered to to get in front of balls hit very near to him uh, over to the other side of the field, you know, it, it's it's it, it, it again. This is mind. this is what's mysterious. So, so for example, living in Madison now, the the team with which I interact the most is the Milwaukee Brewers, and um, and they're they're actually the. In almost every way, they're a fun team. Especially like you know, they've acquired oh, yeah. uh, Granky and Markham. They have, they have a pretty excellent pitching staff now. Um, they you have. You got to admire the the hustle that it takes to like just push all your chips in this year like that. I mean, that's that right. that just makes this season that invests so much energy into right. this season for for the organization, for their fans. Uh, even for casual baseball observers, you know. Right. Well, there's that. Uh, there, of course, the offense is still very fun, and yet, like, and 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 Uni Bencourt is. I mean, yeah. we don't need to talk about him. You know, I mean, he's 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 a problem. <laughs> the, the thing that really yeah. I, 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 that so I'm not even a, a Brewers fan, and I don't know if I could be could, just because of the Marcotte situation. It's a team. <laughs> I mean, Marcotte seems like a really great guy. I bet he's a great sort of clubhouse guy. There does not, there, there's no real reason to go out and sign Marcotte though. For one, um, that's that's mm-hmm. Doug Melvin's doing, uh, and now Ron Renneke has been deploying Marcotte sometimes in center field. And if I were a, an actual Brewers fan, um, well, I, I actually, I, I mean, I don't know what I would do. You know, it, it's I feel privileged not to be, because I just could not, <laughs> I, I would not be able to understand that. And and so, I, I mean, I don't know. Uh, Common man, how do you how do you handle with how do you handle Garden Hire? I mean, you guys, neither you guys throw off the shackles of your Twins fandom. That's I mean, that's what we know. So what is the what is the value added in retaining it? You go now. You go, Common Man. Well, I I, I mean, it's it's part of my identity. I mean, you know, I've been a Twins fan since 1985, Notice it, it, it's at least a year before 1987. Uh, although 1987 probably cemented it. Um, you know, it's uh, it's 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 what I've been doing for um, for what 20 some odd years. Right. Is rooting for the Minnesota Twins. How, how do I stop now? Uh, you know, I don't I don't 
think I have that in me. And, and, and plus, there are players on the Minnesota Twins who I really like. Uh, Denard Spann, um, I'm really excited for Ben Revere. I think Ben Revere, if he's uh, put in center field, and which he won't be, um, and, and given a chance just to run is going to be incredibly fun to watch. Um, I love watching Joe Maurer. I, I, I love Justin Morneau. Uh, you know, I hope he, he recovers. Um, I certainly don't blame him for uh, not having a good season. Um, you know, the, I, I've invested. I like Baker. Uh, I like Kevin Slowey, although the Twins don't. Uh, I'm, a, uh, I'm just a fan of the players that, I, that I've grown up. Uh, not now, now I'm already grown up, but uh, the players I've watched grow up, um, and you know I certainly don't begrudge um, several of the guys who have had great years in the past, like Morneau, who um, through no fault of their own have um, declined, have had bad years this year. What's uh, um, you, you sort of, you sort of uh, gesture towards uh, early early Twins memories? I'm wondering. Uh, uh, of those earliest, you, do you have an earliest uh, slash most memorable kind of uh, uh, some something something that happened early on that you think uh, really hooked you on the team? Well, I I remember a couple of things. I remember uh, going past on on 35W the the Valspar paint building uh, in 30, Minneapolis. 30, what's 35W? Pointing to it. What's 35W? It's a it's a it's a highway. Okay, highway right. uh, going through going through Minneapolis and pointing at the Valspar paint building and saying to my parents, "Is that the Metrodome?" And they said yes because the Metrodome was right behind it, and they didn't realize that I was pointing at this paint factory. And uh, I also remember really loving Tom Bernanski. Tom Bernanski was my favorite player, except that I thought Tom Bernanski was a short little African American guy who played center field, and Kirby Puckett was a big tall white guy who played right field. Are you even sure that, that it's the twins that you like, and maybe it's not just yeah, like I, I was, I was, I was quite young at the time. But I, I also remember I, I am still incredibly bitter toward my parents uh, who wouldn't let me stay up in 1987 to watch the World Series. Um, you know, I remember that very specifically. I was all excited, and uh, I'd gotten to see some of the some of the playoff games uh, in the ALCS and. And then I got shut out. I had to go to bed, and uh, I'm still bitter about that. So you you actually um, didn't even really relate a memory. You just told me well, it was a memory. It, it, it was it was something about a paint building, is what you said. You missed. Well, I, I just remember these are these are my earliest memories of the twins. You know, I remember going to eight games in in 1988. Uh, I remember watching Frank Viola and Dave Stewart in a big pitching batter battle. Um, you know, I, you I, I to, have. Uh, what was the what was that dome like? Was that was that weird? Oh, it's terrible. Terrible. Okay. I mean, when you when you're a kid, it's really cool. What's you the right difference? Though? We mean like once you yeah, develop no. reason, it becomes less cool. Well, it's not yeah, any, it's not any better. I mean, we, we never. Uh, the St. Paul Saints came in in what the the early to mid '90s. It was the first time you could see, you know, go and see grown men play outdoor baseball. Um, so before then, that's that's really all you all you knew, and it was, uh, you know, I mean, it, there are a lot of good memories there. But having been to several other parks now, it's that or the Kingdom are far and away the worst I've ever seen as far as 
the actual game watching experience. Like ambiance, yeah. Now, Bill, what, what about yeah. for you for uh, early uh, uh, early twin twin related memories? Um, let me think. I, I was a uh, I was I know I was a fan before this, but my all my real first memories come from '87 and um, following along in the sort of the pennant race, and the, we kind of get to follow along a little bit, like in class even. I think they brought a TV in so we could watch the, the clinch thing game, if I recall. Um, and then I, I actually got to go to a couple of the World Series games, um, and that obviously is a a good memory to have. Uh, it was very, very loud, and some lady spilled beer on me, but it was uh, just a... <laughs> Uh, a lot of fun to be there, and it was, uh, you know, got to wave my Homer hanky, and um, just a really uh, exciting series, and they're, you know, great memories. Who's more famous in Minnesota? Is it uh, Joe Mauer or Prince? Joe oh, Mauer. Uh, right now? Right now it's yeah. Joe Mauer. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, he's Joe Mauer. Okay. I'm just curious. Prince he has side Prince is just some goofy guy who writes terrible songs about the Vikings. I mean, it's, you know, there's no contest, really. What? He wrote a song about the about the Minnesota Vikings uh, a year or two ago, and it's it's awful. Oh, it is? Well, that's too bad. Yeah. He he writes... We, I mean, we are like 25 years removed from Purple Rain. Yeah. Is that is that a fact? Yeah, I think so. so. Somewhere around there. Still, it still feels fresh every time I listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, so let's talk about you dopes uh, yourselves uh, in terms of wh- like when did you meet? Because uh, you've been together a long time, uh, platonically, of, of course. Of course. Uh, uh, although, um, mostly. So wh- when did that? Yeah, when did that start, Common Man? When did that start? Do you remember? Um, I the first time I remember Bill um, was sixth grade, and uh, he came. To, we, we, our, our elementary schools merged together for uh, for middle school, and uh, we ended up in kind of the same group of friends. And among those friends, we were really the baseball fans. And uh, yeah, that, it, that's just kind of where it started. What, what grade was um, that? Sorry, seventh, then, seventh grade, sixth grade. Sixth, sixth grade. So you yeah. wearing? Uh... Uh, Bill, 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 were you still around when we were wrapping vanilla ice at the lunch table? Oh yeah, yeah. Do you guys have any sweet Varnay shirts, or uh, uh, what was the the color one that uh, the change the Rico Suave shirt? Oh. <laughs> the, no, I, I I think I had. What were the what were the yeah hyper color right. shirts? Yeah, I had that some was, of those. That was definitely um, that was definitely a thing. Yeah, Zuba's hyper color. Just the good. Time. And we were horrible nerds. Yeah, we were horrible oh, yeah. nerds in in sixth grade. Um, it was it, it, it was we were not very popular. Um, well, it, it, but should we had fun. Said, uh, it should be said that you're both a little bit funny looking. <laughs> <laughs> well, that should be said. I I can't I can't help how Bill looks. It's really just when I stand next to him. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> well Bill, because Bill Bill has a little bit of a funny shaped head. And you come, you come, and you have, uh, you have those uh, these chains. You have, you have, you look, you look I, a little bit like 
You have like a Mr. T thing going on. I do. I do have a couple of chains, but let's get back to Bill's head because uh, I remember we Bill didn't we go to the the Museum of Questionable Medical Devices in Minneapolis together? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. We and uh, and we we went to uh, this, this great museum in Minneapolis that's no longer in existence, and its curator um, passed away, and uh, and. It was in the basement of St. Anthony, Maine, right along the banks of the Mississippi River. And it's called the Museum of Questionable Medical Devices. And uh, the, the curator would read the bumps on your head yeah. um, if you paid him a dollar. And I don't think Bill could get his head into the machine. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, is it that big? Is it, is it, is it, I didn't realize it was a size thing. I just thought it was funny shaped. But maybe it's big, too. What, what, what's your hat size, Bill? Uh, I want to say seven and three quarters. Uh, that's not, not. That's not too crazy. It, but maybe no, he's a little kid. It's you know it's 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 kind of a combination of the size and the, the odd shape. I think now, you can't really you can't really separate the two. <laughs> and we wouldn't want to. No, uh, no. Now is that something you're passing down to your to your uh, your spawn? Oh, I hope so. No. um... <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they actually, they're, they're <laughs> quite proud of it. No, they have, they have surprisingly normal heads. They're, they're uh, round and yeah. they're very symmetrical. They're, they're, they're attractive uh, human beings. I, I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, where, yeah, where'd they get that? Are you saying you're attracted to your children? No, come What's on. That? Oh, come on. Disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> but uh, bad taste. I mean, bad taste certainly. Um, <laughs> I apologize. You uh, now you. Oh, man, have uh, you actually have? They are. You do have some sweet chains. Um, now, as I do. To Bill, this, I do. This, I have a couple of them. This is a decision you make. Uh, it should be noted. It is. It Bill is. Has no control over his head. Although technically, couldn't couldn't Bill get some kind of surgery? I mean, well, technically, yes, but that's. But no, <laughs> not really, because he's like a normal person. Head shape altering surgery is a it's a it's a terrible procedure. You it, didn't want it. It sounds yeah. It sounds invasive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And uh, no, but you uh, one of I you you have uh, I believe you have uh, San Juan, don't you? One of the sa- sweet San Juans. I I do. I have uh, Saint John of the Cross. Yeah. I'm a I'm a mackerel snapper. Um, I was I was born a Lutheran and yet chose to accept the 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 guilt that comes with becoming Catholic. Um, so what, yeah, what's I have Saint John of the Cross. Snapper? A mackerel snapper. What does that mean? We eat fish on Friday. Oh, right. That's what Catholics are supposed to do. I forgot. No, no, no. Yeah. As yeah, soon as you become Catholic, you can forget about all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, I see. <laughs> we don't. We don't actually do that. We uh, don't do things like that. No, 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 no. You don't have to pay attention to that type of you stuff. You would. You would know. I mean, uh, with a fine name like Carson Sestouli. Yes. I imagine you. You are. Uh, Keely aware of the fine traditions of our church. Yeah, that's right. I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, um, right, but so you have that because, uh, right, because you are a, you're a mackerel. I didn't realize that was a term for Catholic people. Um, I, that's, that's just what I've been told. Oh, okay, all right. All right, so now in terms of, let's talk about the, pl- the platoon advantage for a second. Uh, uh, why don't you tell us just briefly... The philosophy behind it. Behind it, it's part of the Sweet Spot Network, and yet you cover no specific team. So, what do you do? Yeah, 
uh, as little as possible. Uh, no, the the platoon advantage um, got started because Bill and I were both on uh, Rob Nyer's uh, radar at some point, and uh, being friends from way back, we thought it, it made sense to uh, to combine our our forces. Um, you know, and we we cover. Baseball topics in general, uh, no one specific team, although sometimes when we're particularly frustrated, we might get a, uh, a twins heavy bent, uh, going. But, uh, you know, I, I, I found that I don't really have interest in writing about one single team, and I think Bill feels the same way that I, I don't think either of us have enough to say about one particular team, um, without driving us completely insane. Um, and and so it's better to spread our attention around a little bit. It feels less myopic. Right now, you just did a post on uh, uh, the, the, uh, a uh, trade a trade tree, for example. Indeed. Uh, you, you took. Yeah, so this is something. Yeah, so this is something I've been doing for a while, uh, or at least for a while, being a month and a half or so. Um, is finding like a, a common ancestor. And then tracing um, how that player um, how that player's effect is still felt within that organization. And you know, I just did Ken Holtzman for the Cubs, who was because it's amateur draft time, and he was taken in the first amateur draft. And uh, you can trace his lineage down to the Cubs through Ryan Sandberg and uh, and Dennis Eckersley and Goose Gossage and two two division titles and. Yeah, I think I think being able to not specifically focus on the twins gives me the opportunity and the license, and, and probably Bill too, to take more of a of a to 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 look deeper at things like how do teams form, and uh, and what are the effects of certain decisions on organizations, um, and and that's fun. Right. Uh, now, uh, now, Bill, I, do, I mean, do you do you think you sort of share uh, Common Man's interests here? Do you, do you see um, the project as being something different than that, or your or your interest as being something different than that, or would, you know, could you, at the very least, you know, do you see uh, something um, you know different that you that you'd want to do, or a different way of talking about it? Um, you know, I think we're we're more or less aligned on that. I, mean, I think you know, it's not as though. Being a general baseball blog, we, we tend to tackle general baseball topics. You know, they're very specific, the kind of thing that a team blog might normally do. But hopefully, we're you know we're, we're taking it from kind of an unbiased, you know, non-fan viewpoint, which I think is, is what makes it different. Like we're you know we've, we've usually got a very you know so a single player and a single team or a, a choice that the, the team made or something like that, and we're you know so it's um, very specific to one team or a couple teams, but um, you know, but not with the sort of the fans' view of it. And um, then also, you know, allows us to do some larger pro- uh, projects, like we're doing one. Uh, we're working on one right now about uh, what if there was an expansion draft uh, held uh, for next year for for just for, a t- for teams that start in 2012. And so that's something that you know it's uh, more of a, a larger view. But but mostly, you know, we we do tend to focus more on specific things, but with a, you know with a more sort of general hopefully unbiased view of it um also yeah as this comment said i just don't i don't think i have the attention span to deal with one team exclusively um i don't know like i said i've never i've never heard of brian dinkelman 
um, until a couple of days ago. Uh, you know, all these these team bloggers do all their teams, you know, top 50 prospects list, and I I can name probably 10 Twins prospects, but I don't I can't name more than that, and I don't have interest to <laughs> to learn more than that. Um, that's not really you know I'm, I'm interested in Major League Baseball and um, you know kind of a I guess a slightly broader angle view than most team bloggers have. So those would be my sort of my two real motivations for uh, for doing this blog. Uh, now it should be. Was there was there a reason? Wait, Carson, Carson. Was there a reason you needed to go to Bill to get an alternative explanation for our project? Was my was my explanation not <laughs> oh, good know, enough? You're just too, you're I mean, too Bill, had a, Bill had a fine explanation. You I mean, know, I feel he, like he did a great job. I'm just, unless I, I mean, unless I, unless I directed my attention specifically to Bill, I feel like we may not hear from him. That's how I feel. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, he can be quiet sometimes. Uh, yeah. It's mostly that I I don't stop talking. Well, that was another opinion that one could have on the on that thing. Uh, well, here, comment <laughs> man, why don't you answer this next question then? Which is, what uh, if you had your druthers? What would you know? Uh, you know, is this is platoon advantage? Is, is it sort of the exact thing you want it to be? You know, are you interested in developing that side? Are you interested in doing other stuff? You know, how how do you want to cover the sport? If you if you had your druthers. Um, Yes. Um, I, I don't really know what the answer to that is. You know, I I, I am exceedingly happy with with the platoon advantage and and how it's grown over the last well less than a year actually that we've been we've been running it together. We started it in August of of last season, and uh, you know I'm I'm very happy with that. I think both Bill and I um, would love to to see it grow further and maybe get more writers. And we, we added a new writer, Mark Smith, uh, who's written all over the place um, and is yet another one of these young people that taking over the world, damn them. Right. And, uh, you know, but, but, I mean, we're certainly interested in other things too, but, you know, I, I don't know that it's, it's really in my nature to, to, I don't know to to make a master plan. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, you, would you say that you let your uh, curiosity guide you at this point? I didn't think that's fair. That's what it seems like. And I'm like a curious man. What's that? And I'm a curious man. Right. Right. Very curious. Takes uh, me everywhere. Well, very good. Uh, well, I should say that uh, if if for no other reason, um, um, one reason that. Uh, readers might find their way to your blog is because you do a sort of digest of other stuff that's appearing on the network um, to kind of we do. distill it to its uh, simplest. So that's uh, that's a nice feature, uh, if, if, uh, if nothing else. Um, now, uh, well, let, we're going to we're going to bid you guys. I, I don't know if we've accomplished anything here. Uh, <laughs> you know, Wait, did we set out to accomplish anything? No, I think sound sound and fury. Uh, signifying nothing. I was just I was the, just amused uh, by the sound of my own voice. Wow, that's so, weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand. Mission mission accomplished here. Well, let's say uh, let's say goodbye to you guys, but not without uh, a personal touch. Uh, so, uh, Mr. Bill, calling us from the uh, from the city of Chicago. Uh, thank you for joining us on Fangraphs Audio. Thank you very much. My okay. pleasure. Right, and uh, the common man. Uh, also, uh, uh, let's we'll bid adieu to you, but thank you. 
And uh, I believe you and I, we might have uh, even a date tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. I, I think we do. Yeah. Um, I'm. Uh, yeah. I think. I think we're 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 headed out. And are we? Are we going to the Mallards game on on Friday as well? Yes, we will be going to uh, to the Mallards game uh, to enjoy a little we bit should, of Northwoods probably... League uh, Northwoods League baseball. Yes, amateur uh, college age uh, wood bat baseball right. in the in the great state of Wisconsin yeah, in the so, upper Midwest. All right. Well, thank you for joining uh, us, coming, man. Yes. Well, it's been my pleasure. I had a good time. All right. Um, so for, yeah, you're done. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, I, really? No, I can't talk. Oh, you're done. You're done. So let's for you two, no. you guys, are you guys, stop, talking. stop it. I am in talking, Carson. Your voice is Julie. productive. It is. It and this is has been and another middling edition, incredibly, entirely <laughs> mediocre of Fangraphs Audio. Beautiful.